0: They used to say that if man was meant to fly, he'd have wings. But he did fly. He discovered he had to. Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio,
1: and this is Ward,
0: and this is episode one forty-two for the end of August twenty twenty-one. And uh, Ward, someone once told me that August was like the Sunday of summer. And I took me, I, I could get behind that. I think it took that's, me a while to figure, figure though out. I didn't get what that meant. I'm like, oh yeah, 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 it's like a Sunday night, you know.
1: The Sunday night before the Monday morning—that's right? yeah. <laughs> when the snow flies.
0: So we still—I yeah. I don't know if you live this way, but I still kind of live in the September being the beginning of the year. I mean, it was, it's obviously a school kind of thing, but it still feels that way to me. Like that September is kind of like the start of the year. Yeah,
1: well, I think with um, the, in the corporate world where I'm at, um, there's a lot of people go on summer vacations and they come back, and the workload increases and the productivity of the of our clients go up and it's definitely the start of it's the end of the rest period. Anyway, yeah. if there is yeah. one,
0: <laughs> this, yeah. I, I, I don't like seeing summer go by like so fast, but um, yeah, here we are. I actually don't mind fall. The reason why I don't mind fall is that usually my bir- well my, usually my, my birthday's in November. Uh, yeah. And I always like, you know, I'm in a place where the leaves change and we get, you know, all the different seasons. And I, I tend to equate the fall Thanksgiving, my birthday, like with kind of fun time. So I, right. you know, I don't always think it's school starting. Well, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: no, that's <But> more depressing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, here we are. And uh, I wanted to, th- I thought this would be a kind of a different show. I don't know if it's different. But um, I, I came up with the idea, and uh, you, you concurred, to talk about the things in photography that I'm grateful for. Uh, and gratitude. Uh, this is the episode I think with, with titled "Gratitude." Um, but uh, what what prompted this? <laughs> a couple of things in the past week. About um, I was working with I'm working with a guy at uh, I'm doing this um, concert series in in Brooklyn called Celebrate Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I'm r- uh, working robotic cameras and a friend of mine who's director. Um, he's directing me. Uh, was talking about something and he realized he was bitching and, uh, and he realizes all the things he's grateful for and he should stop bitching. And then he texted me the other day and he said, you know, I started bitching about something and then your, your face popped in my mind and uh, (laughs) and then he wrote hashtag stop bitching. (laughs) And I was like, actually, I felt really grateful for that in the sense that somehow like um, I, I equated to him this idea of like, you know, we have a lot of things to, to be grateful for in general and mm-hmm. you know stop bitching you know uh, even though we all bitch about stuff you yeah. know it's just the way things are but and then I you know sort of sitting around here looking at all the stuff I've got and where, where I'm at now and I know just before we started going live here we were having all these technical uh, yeah. gremlins kick in and I, I found myself beginning to 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 whine and bitch about it too and then I realized you know, like it's almost in a, in a sense a miracle that this stuff works, anyway. I mean, not a miracle like from the yeah. gods or something like that, but just wow, you know. And the fact that I can see you—we're we're, we're zooming so we can look at each other. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm using a you know a phone for a camera on this, and I'm sitting here, and I've got all these screens. I'm like, this is pretty darn cool. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I got a lot to be thankful for that that people have invented this stuff and have created. This so I thought. Well, why not? You know, approach this from the point of view of photography, and what we do that makes us happy. And you know, I was thinking that. You know, I'm I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're my co-host. But if Tom had stayed along, if we had Mm. Tom and I kept going, I have a feeling that we probably would have come up with this a few times. Uh, We might have come up. Because I remember Tom has always been he's always thankful for a lot of things and given his, uh, you know, um, his, uh, his personality and his being, he's, he's always thanking people mm-hmm. for stuff. And I thought, you know, he would be incredibly grateful. I'm sure he is grateful for all the technology that makes his life possible. and stuff. Like that. So I think we would have covered that covered this yeah. at some point. So I'm really glad to be able to do this with you. So I thought maybe we could just go through like, I don't know, I wrote down a list of stuff and I thought I'd go through it randomly and see what kind of conversation it sparked about, Sure being thankful for the stuff we have and so i I was looking at my list i don't even know where to start (laughs) um well
1: i mean you came up with a list and i looked at your notes and i thought i i don't i mean i could have an endless list too but i was thinking you know from a photographic point of view what it is that i am thankful for and i think i'll start with photography itself and I had a great experience here last week, uh, last Thursday. Um, I had a friend I've known from childhood visit. He came from the West Coast, um, and we visited until just about two o'clock in the morning. Wow! Um, and he yeah, was on a school night too. So I was like, school, <laughs> and we reminisced a lot. We talked about what was going on in our lives now and so on, and the you know, he was interested in my Instagram account and he's a a lawyer, so he wants to stay off uh, social media. So I just showed him my Instagram stream and see his reaction to that work after knowing that I had the darkroom when I was like 12 years old and so on and seeing, you know, what he thought, you know, might have been growth or whatever and Mm -hmm. that I stayed with the discipline. And then it has real meaning to me in the conversation that we had. I really was kind of passionate about... Because he's not—he's not—I mean—he's a musician. He's a French horn player. Like uh, he has a, a degree in music performance, I believe, among the other lo- the other um, uh, degrees that he has. Jeez. And um, yeah, he's one of those really high functioning guys. But <laughs> yeah. I've known him when he was a little pipsqueak, so yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> I can talk to him. You know, I was, yeah. But anyway, he—it uh, was fun to to with someone who's not in the discipline but who knows you really well you can share your passion kind of unreservedly here's what's going on here's what I think about this here's how I shoot street and here's how it works and you could tell he was reacting like oh this is a whole different kind of you know type of expression and uh, it was very satisfying for me so when we're talking about my in my dark room and all that kind of stuff. And then there's that kind of, there was that gratitude aspect of how this hobby and almost a vocation, not quite. It's really just kind of a, uh, you know, a life for me, it's a life affirming hobby and how it was kind of the river through which all these other things that we're thankful for, uh, come from, Mm. you know, whether it's gear that we bought to solve a certain problem that we had or gear just because it was a materialistic hit to, little endorphin thing, you know, that you bought that lens or whatever. You would know about that. I'll let you talk uh, about no, that. No, I wouldn't know anything. <laughs> you wouldn't know anything about that. I don't, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I thought it was, that's where, for me, that's immediately what I thought of when you suggested this for the subject of the show. Um, so that's where I'm coming from. So, uh, you know, uh, I think a combination of your, uh, your list and my, Uh, you know, going and taking a dip in the river of photography, uh, I think will be a good, I think it'll be a good discussion.
0: Yeah. When I was coming up with the list, I started, you know, I was sort of randomly coming up with things. And of course then I went back into time and started off with, uh, you know, these little hit points, like what, you know, and how far back would I go, you know? And I went pretty, pretty far back. And I I only had like, I think I went to 17 on this list. And I'm sure I Mm -hmm. can come up with another 50, uh, mm-hmm. In which case that might mean that if this episode is taken well, maybe we'll do, we could do others as well um, okay. because I think there's a lot to be thankful for. And I think it's, I, I, I think it's useful to, um, to, to look at this thing that we do and, and realize like, first of all, all the energy and people and technology and, and you name it, that's behind us to bring us to this point. And, you know, we could still complain about like, you know, this thing doesn't work, right. right this thing right. doesn't work the way we want to. And people get online and, 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 and do that all the time. And I, I is thinking it's important that we, you know, take hold of what we have now. And, you know, if any of these people are listening, you know, through the, the, the universe and the heavens or however, yeah. Yeah. the, the energy is there that uh, ultimately, like you were saying, like for me, photography is meaningful. You know, it, it, it brings some purpose to my life mm-hmm. and it is, I think good to every now and then acknowledge that to the world, you know, mm-hmm. and we're lucky that we have this medium that we can do. And, you know, we have, a, uh, uh, you know, hundreds of people who listen and, and, you know, maybe this goes out to them and then it branches out and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, and I'm feeling in particular like I, I I can't remember if I mentioned in the last episode that I did get a job, right? Yeah, you did. That. Yeah, I started in October, and I'll I'll let people know then if the if I'm able to share that information. At the moment, I'm not going to share, but I will have a. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm at, you know there is one of the things I'm very grateful for. And I was like, for me, it came in at the perfect time. You <laughs> know, it was like I needed this job, and. Rather than like I deserve a job or something like that, someone you know someone is is taking a look at me and thinking like I can help solve you know something for them. And so right. rather than like I deserve this or something like that, and like really thankful that uh, someone's looking at it that way. So anyway, it's like taking that and and applying it to here what we do. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to think of like the first thing to to start with, and and the first thing is popping in my mind is is, is Polaroid cameras. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I realized that um, my f- one of my first cameras I th- that my mom gave me and it was on my birthday was a Polaroid land camera. Mm-hmm. Right? It was one of the old ones that I think the uh, op- the, the whole front opened up. It yeah. had a bellows on it. And I can't remember the kind of film, the number of the Polaroid film that came in. But you put, you put the film in, took the shot, you pulled it out, it was black and white, you peeled it off, and then you had to coat it... Um, with this really great smelling stuff that kept it it from... It's
1: nostalgic, though. If you smell that, it'll take you back,
0: I'm sure. That's the thing. Well, first of all, you can't smell that anymore because the stuff is gone. They don't make it anymore. Nope. Um, But the last time I smelled it was with a Type 55 film, Mm. which also had... The original film might be Type 55. I can't remember. But you could buy it in like the drugstore, as I recall. But it was this kind of vinegary-ish, not quite, smelly stuff that you coat it. And if you didn't coat it, wherever the picture wasn't coated, would start turning brown. So it right. was like a fixer. So I remember that, you know, we all know Polaroid is an instant camera. So you take a picture and you see it immediately. Right. And anybody who's growing up now with phones yeah. or even with Polaroids now is like, they take that for granted. That was, mm-hmm. you know, that was a, that's a thing. Back yeah. when I was, I don't know, seven or eight, whenever I got my first, when I got this first camera, because I was definitely in elementary school. Uh, because I've got pictures I got to find I can find them. I have pictures of the birthday party that, that I, wow. uh, and my cat, my black and my cat. That I think I can find that picture or B C. So I was definitely in elementary school when I when I got that camera and it's mm-hmm. funny cuz I'm now starting to remember this. Yeah. And uh so yes, that smell brings me back to that. To me that smell is photography. Mm-hmm. Um but like it was my first interaction with anything instant. Today, Right. photography is instant. It's without a doubt. But back then, photography was not instant. Right. And so I got immediate feedback. You would take a picture, you would see it, and then you could probably take another one if you wanted, yeah. you know. Um, but uh, I realized all the the thought processes and technology into making instant film was uh, enormous, you know. Yeah. And I still have Polaroid cameras back you might be able to see them. I don't know. You can see. can yeah. Oh, the mic's blocking him. You can't see him. Sorry. But I got the you know the the new one cameras, but I'm really grateful for Hey, my mom getting me that camera. Right. She recognized something. She recognized probably fun. I don't think I was thinking being a photographer then, but I was certainly into taking pictures. Right. And the fact that I still have the pictures. So Polaroid is a fairly um, archival process. If if. Uh, if I coated them, if right it's coated, it yeah. Put yeah. the clear coat on, yeah. Clear coat on. Um, actually, I had several. Sorry, I had several Polaroid cameras. I had one that shot square. Yeah, colored. that's what
1: I had. I had the black and white square one that used the um, whatever it was. They used ASA five thousand film or something. I don't even remember. Uh, yeah, and it was <laughs> what I want to call it the Hot Shot eighty or something. It was called as like a brown body. Same thing, black and or did black and white only. Uh huh. And the meter was hilarious on it. You would look through, like, and the, they had those kind of uh, telescopic um, viewfinders on top yeah, of the whole yeah. thing. Okay. This is like uh, this would be mid seventies, early seventies, and you would squeeze the shutter button, which was not a, really a button; it was like a rod that stuck it was up. A stock, uh, right? And stock. you pressed it down. Good word, yeah. stock. And it, <laughs> had kind of, uh, it had this kind of, it had this kind of. Pla- red plastic articulation around it, and you would squeeze that. You'd squeeze it, and it would turn a light on inside of the inside of the meter cell, which was mm-hmm. or the meter display, which was below the the viewing area, and it would light that up. And you would twist the stock until you got the word yes. It would look like a um, a red and black checkerboard, and you would turn it back huh. and forth as you pointed at the subject till you got the word yes. So that did some kind of different magic <laughs> differential thing that set the aperture for the, uh, or possibly shutter wow. speed. I don't know. Wow. And then the exposure was as good, you know, that was your estimation and it was rarely wrong. Like it would, it ended up working out pretty well.
0: Right. But you're the same age as me at that time in the yeah. mid seventies. So you, you knew all this stuff?
1: Yeah. I had probably you had. You knew
0: ISO, uh, ASA is ASA. ASA. Yeah.
1: Cause the later ones, cause I had as, what was it called? Um, I had the red-bodied one, and it had an adjustable uh, an adjustable um, distance lens on it, and it had the what became the kind of de facto standard of the separate eye that had a little lens on it, and you turned it left or right or whatever to, to adjust the exposure, and it had a switch on it. So the color film was, I think the color film was uh, ASA 75, and the, the black and white phone was 3,000. I think 3,000 was the speed. I up. had.
0: N- I was not even aware of things like ISO and stuff like that. I was aware that I had a flash bar. Or actually, a f- I don't know if it was a flash cube. No, there was a flash bar. So I had these two Polaroid cameras. One was the black and white with the coating because that mm-hmm. one needed to pull out. And then I had the other one which had the with the trigger stock that looked more like um, like one of the instant cameras now. It's a boxy camera, but it shot square, and I did. It was shot in square only in color, but yeah. Hmm. But I, you know, I, again, I wasn't. We're the same age, we you're already thinking of ASAs and stuff yeah, like that. I'm just like, it's too dark. It's you know not bright enough. I wasn't thinking about that kind of stuff. But.
1: Yeah. So when I was 13, I had the darker. When I was 13, and I was buying hundred foot rolls, so uh, way bulk, ahead loads, of me, my bulk loading, bulk <laughs> loading. So I was like, do I buy? Do I buy plus X or tri X? And I was like, I underexpose all the time anyway. I'll just yeah. buy 100 feet of tri X and right. roll my own. Right. Um, well, okay. So. so
0: that's my first. That's my first.
1: All right. We're headed to. So you, we're all we're gone into the weeds on that one. Aren't
0: yeah. You? Yeah. Well, well why don't you, now you go. <laughs> we'll I'll go back and forth on this for a little bit.
1: So. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with my parents because you you alluded to it too. So I come from middle class family, oldest of five. So. Um, I kind of, I, I had my dad's original camera, which was a Practica Mark 6B and it had, um, it had, um, a Zeiss lens on it, uh, was a 55 millimeter 3.5, I believe with a semi-automatic diaphragm and it had a meter. It had a selenium meter, which still works. Actually, I have it here in the house somewhere. Hmm. Wow. The selenium meter still works. You set the ASA or ISO, ASA is what they were called in those days, the little center uh, the, the little center hub that's underneath the rewind spool, the rewind crank, and then you would turn the collar on what would be, you know, on, in the 80s it became exposure compensation or, uh, you know, ISO adjustment, whatever. So you turned it until the little, then there's a little um, little gauge on the top of the camera. You turn it until the, the little index was the same place as the meter needle and that was your exposure you set the exposure on the lens and on the shutter on the shutter and off you go and that's how that one works so my parents so that's what i started with first we had it about a, used it for about a year and it was kind of inadequate And the local pharmacy in the town of like 2400 people um the guy stocked cameras it was really weird for a town that small he had like almost this Pro he was like a pro Pentax dealer. He had, he had the ME when it came out, and the MX, and the, he had winders and all. And I don't know what he. I mean, <laughs> somehow or other, he got permission from the whatever to have this have this photo store, and they had a one hour photo lab, or what became a one hour photo lab there. And um, so, uh, my dad for Christmas got me a K one thousand there. Wow. And then it wasn't too long until I was begging them for an enlarger and whatever, and that was all came through them. So, I only uh, it's when I needed to raise money for lenses and that sort of thing, uh, then I paid for that myself. But the first, the first Pentax that I got and that Omega, whatever it was, B six hundred enlarger. I think Mark actually uses my enlarger now. It's still. Oh, working. really? Yeah. Arm R Mark. R Mark Mark Ryerson. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wow. So he's that that enlarger still in use. So oh, that's great. Um, and the K one thousand I eventually sold, but um, so yeah, it was why, my parents why you keep set that? that why,
0: why did you sell it?
1: Because it I had I later bought an ME Super with a winder. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I didn't see I didn't need and that's such a sweet little setup that ME Super. Anyway, that's another another story, but um, for me, it was. Um, uh, yeah, it was my parents that got me off the ground because I didn't I didn't have a job until I was in ninth grade. Yeah. Um, so they they're very generous with me and seeing, and I mean they obviously they saw how passionate I was and every weekend I was working in there. So I hope that was good and I got to you know, got to thank my parents and I you know, yeah, thank them in my blog and everything how uh, how they yeah. got me going.
0: You know, as you're saying that, I give a, a, a more than a hat tip to to my folks. Uh, my mom and dad were separated mm-hmm. uh, f- uh, since I was three. So, um, but my mom obviously saw something in me or something like that because she she bought the cameras for me, um, you know, the Polaroids I was talking to, to mm-hmm. you about, and I'm trying to think of my first my first Pentax camera, which was the the spotmatic mm-hmm. you had the k1000 which i think was a slightly newer model than the yeah. spotmatic um and i might have mentioned this before in the shows i had i also had movie cameras super 8 movie cameras and i think i traded in uh one of my movie cameras to get that but my mom was very encouraging she brought me to the to the camera store which is called all kit which used to be on 53rd street and Third Avenue between 53rd and 52nd Street, I think I remember. Okay, not too far away from the Federation trading post for the Star Trek geeks. And yeah, yeah, sorry, that's all right. Sounds like I have
1: to make another pilgrimage. Uh,
0: Yeah, well, mm, I think both places are history. Oh, they're gone now, yeah, but anyway. Um, so she saw that in me, and and my dad, obviously, enough because my dad was a photographer when he came into town one time and 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 saw that I was doing this and, and, um, this might lead to my other, my next, my next gratefulness, uh, when you're done, Mm -hmm. but, you know, uh, seeing enough of that and and telling me what to do, not actually being the person who, who did it, like showed me the ropes of photography, just told me what to do because he was no longer a photographer then when, uh, not actively, uh, when he told me what I should do to improve my pictures. So, so yeah, tip to the, to my parents as well, you know, I mean, I, I could bitch about them as well, in some mm-hmm. way, but you know, grateful, big time grateful, you know, that, uh, somewhere along the line, both of them in their own ways saw something, uh, and, and sort of gave me that little, that push. So, right. uh, yeah, cool. Okay. Should I go next?
1: Do you want to go next? I'm going to go next. You still go? Going? You still going? Yeah. So yeah, uh, I, can, I can go. Um, I want to thank my industrial arts teacher. Um, oh, yeah? So they had a they dark were... room in, in in my high school. His name was Mitch Marasheka. He's gone now. He passed away a few years ago. What I liked about him was he, they had a dark room, and this would have been 10th grade or 11th grade. I think it was 11th grade uh, or grade 11, as we say in Canada. Um, he had a dark room, and for most students, that dark room in the um, AI lab, Uh, was the, um, or IA, sorry, IA, I get confused, industrial arts, was their first exposure to a darkroom. I'd had a darkroom already for six years, five years, by the time we got Uh to that. Uh So I'm rolling my eyes the whole time he's showing us all this stuff. (laughs) That's so
0: funny. (laughs) I want to bookmark this for a second because you're, we, I, I tell you this a few times, but there's some similarity of experience that we have. Yeah. So, what you're describing now is a very similar experience I had when I went into high school. But go ahead. Yeah.
1: So, anyway, so, and I think Mitch knew that I had done, you know, that I'd had a dark room at home or I was bragging or who knows what. But so we had these assignments. We had to show action. We had to show portraits. We had to do whatever and all this kind of stuff. And we were paired off. And, we were paired off. I was the biggest guy, like the fattest guy in 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 this in my grade, and I was paired with the smallest guy in the grade. And he was looks like he should have been back in junior high, little guy of finished ascent, right? So, Gene, mm-hmm. and um, so we were paired together, and we got along really well. I mean, there was no problem with the big guy and the small guy. So he'd take pictures of me, and I take pictures of him, and whatever, and we go mm-hmm. do the. You know, go do the darkroom thing. I let him do it. I let Gene do all all of the stuff, you know, because, you know, I'm just... And it was steel reels, which I didn't have. I had Patterson oh, reels. Yeah. So I was showing him how to roll it on the counter. And even I, my technique was pretty good, even though I didn't have... Because I had read in the Time Life books about how do you, how do you feed a roller, right? And it was all stainless steel. Within, and it was, like, more professional, actually, than what I had at home with the proper uh-huh. bath and temperature-controlled. You know, we could see the... There's a temperature in the faucet, so that was all good. And I was like, I wish I had this dark room. And I remember um, showing off the pictures at the end of one of the assignments. And um, uh, he, he would, you know, I laid them out and proud, almost put my feet up. I was so smug, right? He says, what do you want me to tell there?" he says – you want me to tell you they're beautiful, Ros, and they're beautiful. All right, now let's move on. You know, like that whole kind of <laughs> not letting me, not letting me have the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I know everything. I, yeah. You know, I just I've been doing this for years, and Gene's done a fine job. But you know, this I mean, I mean, there's not any dust on these prints. I mean, come on, they're fabulous, right? And um, so he's like, you know, no, you- you're they're they're competent pictures. There- there's nothing special about. It. I learned a-, a valuable lesson about humility. There, oh, okay. That mm-hmm. because I'd done something for a while, it doesn't mean what I was creating was really any good. <laughs> and I think it's true, right? Is it sort of you? like has it stayed with you? It absolutely. And when I okay. think about people and jobs that you know, they said, "Well, I've been doing this for thirty years." Well, you're why are you doing the same thing for thirty years? You you haven't mm-hmm. advanced at all, right? That sort of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And that whole kind of mindset of you know, who do you think you are? I mean, there are a whole bunch of other people who. Might have more talent than you, to the fact that you're doing it, just doing it doesn't mean you're particularly special. So that was an important lesson for myself personally about humility mm-hmm. in this passion that I had. And I think uh, it's helped a lot when I have, having discussions with uh, my friends about photography. If I didn't learn that lesson of humility, I would have been, you know, a total jerk talking about it. It took me a
0: lot longer to learn that, actually. Um, I had the same experience when I, my high school was. Uh, you know, we have uh, I had grade school, junior high, and then high school. And junior high was three years, and high school was three years. Rather than mm-hmm. I know some people have call it middle school, or I don't know how it goes. Yeah. Uh, but my you know some people's high schools are ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grades. Yeah. Mine was ten, eleven, twelve. 12th. Yeah. So when I got into tenth grade, and my high school was a high school of art and design. I had that same kind of thing like I've already I had already been doing dark room work. Right. And so I had that same smugness or something like I knew this already. And I think I even had to talk with the um, one of my instructors was the uh, vice principal of the school as well. His name is Mr. White. And, uh, you know, he did not cook crystal meth in the dark room. His name was not Heisenberg. Yeah, But but I had. I remember telling him that I knew like I knew a lot of stuff and he actually made me, as I recall, he made me um, like a helper or something like that. to like to be able to help other people. Right. Or, like if I knew things, I would show them. But I didn't learn that humility until later in college when um, during a critique class you
1: know, that mm-hmm. that
0: was way further on and then. And then i got my my hat handed to me so anyway i resonate yeah. with that a lot like when you were saying that like holy crap that's <laughs> yeah i'm the same age when you when you're talking about that so yeah um cool yeah i, I like to think that both of us had, have learned humility and have advanced somewhat in the past 30 years well maybe i'm years. still a jerk just not so much about photography <laughs> i still that's think i i still think i'm learning <laughs> photography i don't think i don't oh, that's, ever yeah. yeah. no that photography, like I'm never going to finish knowing it. So, um, yep. anyway. the arts are like that, I think. Yeah. So my, my next one is, uh, and it's, I guess I'm, you know, taking the thing about going back into time, um, a little bit, but, um, the continuation for the last one, there's three photographers who I don't know are still around or not. Um, uh, a guy named Stuart Roth, uh, Alan Jay and John Grady and it's actually John Grady and Stuart Roth uh, owned a studio on West uh, 30 21st Street uh, right off of Broadway and Alan Jay was a, a younger photographer who was also renting from them um, renting the space okay. and these are the three guys actually uh, Stuart Roth and John Grady were good friends of my dad and to continue the story uh, my dad told me look you know this is the camera you have to get you know he told me the kind of camera and you go to my friend Stu and uh, John and Stu, and go to their studio, and they'll show you what to do. And and they took in, and I'm trying to think where where was I, seventh grade or eighth grade was rough time. So I can't remember how old I am at that time. I'm mm-hmm. not good with the ages and stuff. But took in a kid that young, and uh, and showed led me their dark room. Um, and Stuart Roth took time to. Uh, Teach me how to develop. Of course, he did it in open tank method, which means right. I couldn't see anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, open tank method means that uh, we, you know, you, you load the film onto a reel in the dark. Uh, everything's in the dark, and so I had no ability to to see what he was doing. And he was talking to me. He's also a very philosophical person. And as a right. you know, an eighth grader, a seventh grader, I was like in one ear and out the other. You know, just mm-hmm. show me what to do. Um. With those three guys and Alan Jay um, didn't really have a direct like help me uh, there because um, he was sort of a in and out photographer showing up, but um, he did have some influence. And you know what? I I googled these three guys, their names and the photography, and I can't find a single picture hmm. of anything they've done. And I you know spelled their names all different ways, and I'm really kind of so maybe in the group of people who are listening, if you've ever heard of a guy named Stuart Roth a photographer named Alan J. or a photographer named John Gretti reach out to me. <laughs> I'm still trying to find information of these guys, yeah. but I'm really grateful to those, to, to that experience because they weren't getting paid. They were doing my dad a favor. Um, there's this young preteen teen kid who, you know, shows up. And the first thing the guy told me on the phone was like, you know, pick up uh, Kodak poly contrast paper. I remember that, Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just shoot this film, buy this paper, come over to the studio and, and we'll start. And I had sort of open access to the studio. I didn't have keys, but I could go there uh, when I wanted and, and, um, and develop film. And there was a, there were it was a huge studio. Um, hmm. huge studio. those guys were shooting catalogs and stuff like that and so they had physical sets like living rooms and kitchens built there. Wow. Uh, it was a floor through so it went from the front of the building to the back of the building. They had a like living room up front and an office, um, and a kitchen area. And I still remember the music, like the the uh, the cars was uh, always playing on the radio. Wow! Uh, just what you needed was was the yeah. one song that I equate to uh, photography. As For well.
1: me, it was "Let's Go" in the arcade in my small town. Oh yeah, yeah. where my wife used to work actually. <laughs> That's, so going down another rat hole there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So those three guys and that experience, uh, I'm really grateful for. It was it was the I guess the lesson is and I'm still trying to carry this a little bit now. I wish I you know, if I had a studio or if I could do the same thing, um, then uh, to to some friend's kid who's just learning photography. And I try to, you know, I would be doing that now more often. I mean, I think that's probably why I like doing the teaching, because um, uh, in fact, I just ran into. This weekend, I went and shot some, uh, I went to Greenwood to photograph some birds just to get out of the house and try that again. Mm-hmm. And um, I met a bunch of uh, birders and and we started talking and uh, I, I got into like, they wanted some information. Some of them wanted to understand some things about cameras and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I just got into that mode of like, yeah, not mansplaining, him. although I can't imagine, yeah. just, you know, there's that fine line, but just the this idea of like wanting to share my knowledge and stuff like that and i think that stems back from these guys helping me out when i was a kid so so Mm. i'm incredibly grateful for that experience very cool i'm done next (laughs) you're done
1: So now it's my turn, isn't it? I really oh, we could tennis it. ball this all night. If you... Oh yeah, we can. Yeah, ping pong. Yeah, I'll throw you. Well, I could do one. another one if you. want. You'd be in mid sentence. Okay, your turn. Um, my turn? Yeah, no, no, I, no. It'll be, no, it'll be my turn. Well, I'm no. gonna say, um, I'm going to pick uh, my first digital camera, which was. Uh, oh, we're gonna okay. go 2002. Okay. It was a. Um, Canon PowerShot A80. So it is a 4 megapixel, takes four AA batteries, which last forever in it. Uh, Really small, but uh, completely articulating screen, swings out the side. Um, And um, the first picture I took was of my daughter, and I still have that in my Lightroom library, actually. It's kept with me, all the pictures that we took with that camera. Disneyland trips, um, all that kind of stuff. It all, it all um, uh, started with that. And I was yep. really struck when I was first looking at the files, um, how good the skin tones were. Like this is better than the last roll of film, color film that I would have shot. And uh,
0: really, it did seem that that much better.
1: Absolutely, it seemed the the picture on the screen seemed completely real to me. It looked like it was a, uh, like you were looking through a window right at her.
0: Yeah. Wow. And
1: I was struck by the quality of it. And then it really hit me at that point. Okay. You know, Cause I had, I had not had the dark room. Like we, I, I had a dark room in our, uh, my wife and my wife and I got married in 95 and we moved into the house here in 97. So I had a dark room in the apartment, but when we started here, we had, wired um part of the basement here to have a dark room but then with kids and everything we didn't bother um building it and it turns out we didn't need to because 2002 which was all these years that i was without a dark room uh, and not shooting at all really Mm. uh, i discovered and kind of got the hooks that became uh the stuff i did later but it was at that Powershot a80 and still it's got rubber bands around it now because the that it had been dropped, and the the, yeah. the door, the battery door, doesn't stay closed. That Is sort of thing. It's a plastic body. It's a plastic body. It looks yeah. metal, but it's meaty because of all the batteries in it. Like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and you know, it's got the mode dial, and it seemed to operation was easy, and it was like I don't know a five time zoom or something, a perfectly adequate like a twenty four to seventy equivalent. Um, it was a fine camera, and I have, I have, you know, and then later we got the G series. We got a g10 and then a g12 and actually when we went on a we went on a cruise we did a disney cruise to the caribbean and the g10 died on us something happened with the shutter It was in an underwater housing and Mm -hmm. i think that we just somebody just pushed too hard on the shutter and it kind of fried or broke the mechanism to release the shutter on the g10 but we had that a80 with us and it saved our butts we had (laughs) we had four (laughs) megapixel pictures and they were, they were perfectly fine and we did the did the family album with them
0: and you still have you still have these pictures how were you storing them all those years
1: uh had we DVD had a macintosh or... by then um, oh you just
0: transferred the files from... transfer
1: the files over yeah into oh. uh, what, an iPhoto or whatever
0: yeah uh, I mean I, you know I have pictures from back then There, were I think I don't obviously have the hard drives I put them a lot on uh, you know cds and, and then eventually dvds and uh, a lot of that stuff Still is sitting on disks, which I don't know if we'll still fire up, <laughs> right. actually. But um, I'm impressed that you have that given that you've there are four megapixel files. You know, the the plugins I've been telling everybody about, right? Yeah, the gigapixel, the gig ones. You, yeah, no, you I could haven't tried to, with any of that. You could try to upsample those if you wanted to, if you ever mm. had the need to. Um, because I was doing it for my six megapixel um, Nikon files, and it does a pretty good job, so mm. um. You ever printed and printed any of those pictures? Yeah,
1: I made some fine prints of my son when he was in the first grade. Yeah, they're yeah. great. He's yeah, we still got them, um, and I printed them on a on an Epson. Uh, we got a kind of a higher end, whatever. We spent four hundred dollars on a printer. Yeah. once once. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have one of those P eight hundreds or whatever, one of those fancy ones. I can't. With the print volume's not going to be there. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I printed them, and the pigments of have, they haven't yellowed or or uh, the pigment hasn't gone out of them yet. They look uh, really good. Yeah, he was doing his homework on his bed, and I got these kind of close-up pictures of him, and they worked. Uh, they worked really well. No,
0: I've, what prompted you get that? What? Why did you get that camera? Like, what other was it? Something. You read or is it uh, like, what was it? Or was that, like, it was it recommended the
1: by my friends at the camera store, which I didn't oh, yeah. really know them that well, mm-hmm. but it was a, and we were price sensitive, right? We got little kids and stuff. And so we wanted something was, I think it was in the $300 range. Yeah. Wow. And it was perfectly adequate. And so if, you know, you see someone walk in with it, well, we're coming up on, what would that be? A 20 year old camera. Now and I would I wouldn't hesitate. In fact, maybe I should go out and do some street work with it.
0: That'd be interesting to find. And it uses you still have the memory cards for it? What is it? Compact? Yeah, lounge? they
1: were CF cards. Yeah, CF yeah. Cards, yeah. Yeah, I've got I've got a bunch lying around. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. As my my first digital camera was the the Casio. Uh, I, I can't remember the. the Designation for it. and I've talked about it before, and I still have it. And you talked about using double A batteries. This thing uses double A batteries, and I could fire mm-hmm. it up today. I just don't have a way to transfer the pictures anymore because okay. I think the cables don't work. But uh, wow. but that was a bit more expensive. It was like nine hundred dollars, I remember, Wow. for this the screen being this big, like you yeah. know, doing like a, a APS-C size s- screen in the back, screen, like yeah. three frames a second kind of thing. And everybody's like, "Oh, look at that! This so cool." I've yeah. never printed those pictures, and I do actually have those pictures um, on my one of my hard drives. I was able to get uh, I, I, those. I did eventually copy off and, and and have access to, and they look really crappy. <laughs> but they were like, mm-hmm. they was still cool. The first digital files. So yeah. Um, yeah. Well, to riff off of what you're saying, to to sort of jump ahead, I want to be. I'm incredibly grateful and thankful for Nikon, and I mean Nikon the whole company. The whole company overall, and, uh, and let's see if I can compress this so I'm not spending too much time on it. After mm-hmm. after uh, high school, I had a you know I had a Pentax camera. I did have the Pentax ME, uh, mm-hmm. which got stolen from me. But I think after that, um, I ended up buying. I wonder about my first Nikon. I think I bought my first Nikon in college. Right, I, I don't remember what cameras I had before that. So, somewhere in the long line, there might have been a, maybe a Pentex. Oh, no, I had Pentex MX at some oh, point. Oh, see. I yeah, would with that. the winder on it, too. The winders, oh, right? I had yes, that I was loved my dream rig you're talking about. It was about such there. a cool camera. some point in in uh, in early college, I bought um, uh, my first Nikon, which was an FM2. Mm. Um, it's another and, dream camera. And I bought another FM2 somewhere later on. And, um, I still have the second FM two. The first one, my my ex wife took uh, as part of the leaving deal. Right, it was this, it was like a silver body one. But my my black FM two, which I still have. Uh, first of all, Nikon builds cameras like tanks. Right, mm-hmm. they they last forever. Right, that's why I still have my cameras. Um, this FM two once time dropped, and it. I was on a tripod, and I knocked it over, and it and it fell over, and it. I picked it up, and I was like, it, it fell so hard. I was like, something must be broken. I couldn't see anything on it. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I somehow found um, on the prism that the uh, the camera had landed on the prism. And it looked like someone had taken their finger and, like, squished the prism a little bit. It was like a okay. perfectly round divot. But it didn't affect. The pr- the prism was still fine. Hmm. Uh, I, I know if the prism gets whacked out on a, on a film camera, then you could actually, um, the focus distance could be screwed up somehow. Right. Nothing was screwed up on that camera. It was perfect. It just has this this dent on the prism. That camera still works. I still have it. I still have an FM3. And I've had Nikon cameras, and I still have them, for, for a long time. I had an F. Uh, my first professional one was an F3, which I still have. Still Another one of the most beautiful. camera. Yeah. yeah
1: beautiful red, camera. Red, that was the first red stripe. The red
0: stripe, yeah. yeah. I had an F4, which was a piece of crap. <laughs> I had an f5 i had n f100s which i think were also one of the best cameras they built uh and then um you know the d100 was the i think one of the first dslrs to come out at least commercially and whatnot and then um i I can go on all right nikon 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 but they've always built really Good cameras for me. Mm-hmm. I always like them. I, even though I wanted a Canon camera when I was first growing up, I wanted Canon cameras. It was a Canon A1. Uh, then I wanted a Canon ae ones. So I had friends who had Canons, and I really liked those. And so yeah. I about Nikon. But as a company, um, oh, and the other thing is, let's see if I can get the story very fast. When a, I can't remember which model digital camera came out, and I bought it, and there was some flaws to it, and I went back and forth with Nikon, uh, an engineer in Long Island, and we went back and forth, back and forth. And um, somehow I ended up with two of these cameras. They sent me back my original one that was fixed, and they sent me another one. And so I ended okay. up with two. And I was like, why do I have two of these things? Yeah. But I ended up trading those in back to Nikon, and they gave me a discount on my first professional Nikon, which is the DX2, which I still uh-huh. have. Yeah, D2X, excuse me, D2X. And and the relationship I had with the guy and the back and forth. I think he broke his back to help me get this camera because it was an expensive camera. It was like four grand. And when when I traded everything in, I still had to pay some money, but there was a discount. So anyway, Nikon really worked for me in in building my um, my photographic eye, my vision, the lenses that I used uh, were all Nikon's. I've always, I always bought first-party lenses. In fact, I think my first third-party lens was was a Seven Artisans lens for my for my mm-hmm. Fuji camera. I always mm-hmm. bought. Always bought
1: that,
0: yeah, yeah, the manufacturer lenses. Yeah. But as an overall, Nikon has traveled with me um, forever, and I'm still using their lenses on my Fuji bodies. Right, mm-hmm. I'm not using the the. I think my last digital. My last two digital cameras in Nikon are the D300 and a D7000. And uh, those are kind of in retirement now. Um, And I I could never really see anything wrong with Nikon, other than their cameras are a little bit too heavy. And their lenses are heavy. But the damn things are built like tanks. They just don't die. Built for a purpose. Built for a purpose. And so if anything, in terms of like an overall Nikon is certainly traveled with me for a while and has has certainly um, helped me to um, produce my vision. And I I have to give them the credit that they deserve. Uh, You know, it it could have been any other camera company and I could be saying the same thing, but this time it was Nikon. And it wasn't like I had some sort of like, well, I have to have Nikon. I just think, I think when I bought them originally, it was just like, I don't know, it wasn't like I got to get, this is the best camera. Uh, yeah. There was something like Nikon's better than Canon or better than Pentax or something. Yeah. Like it wasn't that. It was, it was just that the circumstance. I can't remember why. Maybe it was the price. I think I remember when I bought my FM2 with the lens. Right. I think it was like two hundred and fifty bucks wow. or something like that. <laughs> right. This was like the, um, I don't know, early, early eighties or something like that. And I went to Olden Camera in the city.
1: I and, remember their ads from Popular yeah, Photography and the Modern back the Photography. Magazines.
0: Yeah. Uh, Olden yeah. camera it was where I got it. And it was like in the 250, 270 range, you know, and that was like a whole paycheck for me back yeah. then when I was buying the camera. But, uh, Nikon gets a big, um, uh, thank you. Uh, I'm very grateful for them. Uh, and, uh, you know, I wish them all the most, the mo- most success possible you know, yeah. still. Uh, but yeah, I'm a Fuji guy. Now. <laughs> cool. <laughs> all right. I hand okay. it off to you. Um, I think I've got time I, for a couple more. we yeah? got
1: time for a couple more, 10 minutes okay. or so. Um, I'm, I'm thankful for the group that I've been associated with for three years now called Beers and Cameras. Mm-hmm. And I bring them up in the conversation every now and then. Now, what was the original Beers and Cameras that was originally organized by the camera store in Calgary uh, is not going on right now because of COVID. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to start it up again. I hear things that, no, they aren't. Yes, they are. But anyway, so what they, and I think it was 2018 or 2017 when they first started uh, arranging them. And it used to be twice a month, and it went down to once a month. But the gist of what they do, at least here in Calgary, is they pick two pubs that are walking distance apart. You go to the first one, maybe have your dinner and have your first beer. And then they do a photo walk with everyone who's attending. You walk to the next venue, and then you... Uh, sit down and you have your second, you know, your second beer or whatever, and you talk things over. And it's just, it was just a great, uh, a great mingling, a great social event because you could sit with your friends that you sat with for, you know, since the beginning, or people you knew from before beers and cameras, or maybe you decide, oh, you guys are boring, I'm gonna go sit somewhere else. So you do that, and you have these sometimes deep philosophical discussions. Like when my friend John, you know, was the Was the uh, book curator at the camera store and so on, and uh, new people and seeing new people discover photography for the same for the first time, or answering their questions, or people being shy and helping take them under their shell. As you're talking about, you know, enjoying sharing your knowledge, I kind of got that from the beers and cameras, but without the uh, without the responsibility of being the teacher. I'm just answering a question that they have, Hmm. and I, you know. I get a little verbose, but I, you know, try to get them. <laughs> no, you get verbose. <laughs> me get
0: verbose? I get off into the weeds. You're but as I, ver- verbose as I am. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's why we're doing.
1: If we're getting into a technical thing about cameras, then I will just go down and, and actually this camera was manufactured mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. If we get down into that level. But anyway, so they, they, you know, these beers and cameras events were great and, I learned how to drink beer and appreciate beer is another thing, too. Oh, that was part of it. I right? was part yeah. of it. like, And I'm like, well, if they'll, let me try the brown arrow. I'll have the Hefeweizen or mm-hmm. I'll have the whatever kind of beer. And so I got a bit of a drinking vocabulary, which is, you know, I don't really drink beer that much. And I don't keep it or to drink here at home. right? So it's just an excuse to get out of the house to do something once a month to, to look forward to something where you can get out of the house mm-hmm, and know mm-hmm. that it's there and it's something that you look forward to. And these little goals that you set for yourself for the other week. So anyway, so when it, when when Beers and Cameras shut down for the uh, for COVID, um, as soon as we could get together and as soon as local rules allowed, there's a group of five of us that kind of a rogue Beers and Cameras, a uh, uh, group of uh, friends that were pretty tight, and we try and get together every two weeks, or uh, it's a little. We've had a fair amount of success gathering at one of our uh, one of our friends' place places, and uh, we pick you we know, pick a venue now that the restaurants are open. We're picking mm-hmm. places to go, and you are just keeping that up and keeping track think, of each other and so on.
0: Do you think that I mean, as an organization, it's it's, or you're just your local? group is not going to stay together because i know that once you turn me on to them or i heard about them i went onto their site and we should link them in the in the show notes sure. they were like um, franchise kits in a way you could you could buy uh and use their logo and then and they then, have
1: pins and hats and shirts right and things, right yeah
0: but is like is that thing shutting down you think? no well it's it, still, i think or is it just a, your your no company? well they
1: i'm sure the camera store is still kind of own or whatever they are the kind of the official beers and cameras yeah. uh, organizer even though they're not doing it right now um, so that part I guess is effectively shut down whether or not they'll bring it back I can't say but no this is just a, for the five of us this is just like a we want to keep doing this so right, right, right. let's just get together every couple of weeks and we still call it beers and cameras but it's 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 yeah. not official it's just our own little social group
0: I mean my own experience from this past weekend was, you know yeah I go to I go to Greenwood to photograph and just sort of get my you know I think we were talking about this, get your sea legs back, you know mm-hmm. just to be out there and then running into a group of so how many people it was one, two, three, four, it was four other people, so it was five of us, and you know I thought I would just go there for an hour or two and walk around. I ended up staying like five hours in <laughs> Greenwood, and most of it was standing around the the water talking to these other photographers and, mm-hmm. and they're birders, so they know birds and, and they're talking about that. But we're talking about photography in general and like how to capture things. And so it had a little essence of what you were talking about, what you might be doing. You said we weren't drinking beers. We're standing in a cemetery Yeah. <laughs> looking at, you know, but uh, there was a there was a commonality. And I think later on in uh, I don't know, you may have seen the conversation on Twitter, someone posted I think I posted the pictures and they said, yeah, we should have a, you know, a Greenwood photography group. And I, you know, I thought, well, that's a really great idea. And it made me remember that this idea of being together with other photographers, um, and, and in person, you know, yeah. even if we yeah. have to be socially distant, uh, in person seems is, is, definitely much better experience than than only doing like what we're doing here like yeah. doing it uh, uh, virtually and stuff like that and even though i can't meet you in person and this is the best we can have for the time being it was great but like having yeah. other people that you can just sort of you know look over their shoulder at their camera and and you know uh and and tell them oh that's you know they show the pictures and, oh, that's a great shot in fact that was great because someone you know, we're standing there and all of a sudden we'll one sort of us will raise our camera and take a shot of a bird and look at it like, wow, it's really yeah. good, you know. Yeah. And like to have that kind of immediate experience, um, yeah. I think, is really valuable. And so, I mean, I would hope that, you know, whatever you guys end up doing, if, if that beer and camera still takes in or your, your little group, you know, continues, um, yeah. that you keep doing that. Uh, I
1: would say just to step back a bit too. one thing I appreciated when the groups were very large, was 30 or 40 people sometimes that these things, when it was in its heyday, was everyone was from diverse backgrounds, people you have absolutely nothing in common with, and you're sitting having an earnest discussion about something that you do have in common. And there's that human thing of we're all the same, kind of that unity of humanity, which, uh, you know, I certainly need that, you know.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, that idea of being able to find someone like we have the common language of photography, right? And Mm -hmm. we can all come from different backgrounds and have different ideas and different philosophies. And I won't go down that rabbit hole, but you know where I'm going with that. And yet we all sort of agree that photography is where it's at, you know, in Mm -hmm. in this case. And, and I found, I I still find that even with groups that I'm part of now, it's like, you know, I may not agree with your philosophy a hundred percent, um, and there's such a lot more divisiveness going on now than in years past. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we can agree on this thing. You know, we might yeah. be able to agree that we like hot dogs. Right? Yeah. Or we can agree that that we like this camera or we like these pictures. And and, and in a sense, that can help bring us back together in some sense and right. get rid of the divisiveness. And so, yeah, if we can find that that commonality. um However, we do it. I think it is great, and and we do it with, with photography. I think that, that's a, a wonderful thing. So, um, I've like thought about, um, you know, photo walks. I'm am going to be doing some photo walks uh, in the first week of September, in Coney Island, uh, and then one at a at a Brooklyn library. And it's again, it's like a class photo walk. where so I'll be trying to teach a little bit, and then photo walking. Um, okay. and I'm a little nervous about it in the sense like, I haven't really been in person with people for a while, but I like the nervousness is just like I haven't done it in a while, right? You know, once but, you
1: get in front of everybody, you'll be fine,
0: yeah. But that right. again, that being with, um, you know, being with people who I haven't met before, but, but we, we share this in common, there's the language we can talk, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, cool. I do we have time for one more? I think I, we I have know. time for one more. Let's see, um as I'm looking at my list, my list is very long <laughs> and I can, I can actually, uh, well, I, you know what? I want to leave on this one. Um, because it's one of the reasons why you're sitting on the opposite side of the screen with me here, but I want to make sure that, uh, uh, I give, uh, my gratitude to, uh, shutter time with Sid and Mac, mm-hmm. the podcast that, um, uh, uh, uh I don't know who found me when they were listening to this show. But it might have been Mac um who had contacted me through uh I don't know if he contacted me through Facebook or something. I can't remember what my first contact was with him, but that led to you know m- me being on their show doing the mashup, me meeting you somehow. Yeah, I
1: was I was through Mark. Mark was listening to them.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and then he
1: put, got me started on them, and so I started listening. and
0: But how I got to meet you through, I mean, th- they're sort of the core where I met you mm-hmm. and mark and, and and Dave and and all of our unusual people. Uh, but also um, uh, really uh, sort of, I think when Mac and or Sid I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna say both of them reached out to me and and uh got me on their show i think it really made me want to be more serious about doing this show i mm-hmm. think that was a sort of a key point point. and so um just in the same way that uh like I, I when i one of my first jobs was at a photo agency and from then on like a lot of my friends came from that agency, like the, okay. the, in other words, my coworkers were my friends and I'm still friends with people. I'm actually married to one of them. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that sort of like, like a pinpoint in history there, that place is also on my grateful list, but we don't have time for that. I, I'm going to put the shutter time also as a pinpoint of, mm. um, like the group of friends and people in you and Mark and Dave and Sid and Mac and everybody else. I've sort of met through them as sort of a pinpoint um, place. And because the kind of show that they had, the photography they were talking about and people that they were having on was very approachable. Yeah. Uh, And I found that, you know, in some sense I wanted to pattern this show um, after them a little bit, just the the discussion about photography and uh, you know, not, not, to, the 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 why is about photography, not necessarily the house. Even though the house somehow blend in. Yeah, they so, come up. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, want well, just to go back, you got to them through Mark. Through Mark, right? yeah, Mark. And then you guys were him. you guys were interviewed on their show, right? Together. Yes. Yeah. About we your did,
1: book. Yeah. About the book. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I can't remember how. I hooked up with you. I think then you ended up at some point did a portfolio review with me. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. um, anyway, I yeah, remember those connections. Yeah.
1: And I think, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I, I owe a debt of gratitude to those two as well. I mean, we still have, uh, kind still follow them and, um, you know, Mac and Kasha's account on Instagram, which is always great. Lots of weather pictures. And, uh, elk island and uh, you know there's stuff that's you know a few hours north of here it's they're it's local to me um, more or less how far and is mac from you
0: how far? about
1: three she's in the edmonton oh. area so he yeah. would be oh. and that was another thing too right it was it, one of the reasons i think mark was listening to it is it was local to alberta mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that podcast so and there's one other podcast that i've listened to here um that was originated from Calgary. It was the same
0: thing, the photography
1: podcast. It was it was more about the creative, uh, the cre- creative aspect of photography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the name of it escapes me. David Yun was the gentleman who was doing the podcast, and he's just he just shut it down uh, to do to. He, he may come back, but uh, he did a Perspectives. Y Y C was the first podcast he did, or the first first podcast that I heard of his.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: and then he did it did another one which was based on interviews within it was almost completely totally an interview based podcast where he talked to somebody and it was always the discussions were always very deep and the conversations were a lot about culture and so on
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and the frustrations around it and the art community locally yeah. here in calgary so it was very it was kind of hyper local but very fascinating to me
0: yeah yeah i you know to To give them some more credit, you know, they um, I think at some point they had me and I think they had me and Tom on. We did a we did a mashup uh, episode. Um, And I think Tom was still so it must have been 2000. I'd have to look back. I want to say 2013, 2014. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I think it was like a I don't know. It was a risk on their part or or something because, you know, they've been doing the show for a long time and you know me and tom are sort of new to podcasting and not new to photography but new to podcasting and uh it was um it was a great opportunity to to like get our names out a little bit more you know to to sort of ride on their tails a little bit and say who's this uh who's this podcast who these photographers on the show and stuff like that so um yeah I, i definitely give them a lot of thanks uh for that and And, you know, they're one of a group of people. I've actually got a list of other people who've, uh, uh, which I'll leave till next time, next time we do this, um, who've helped uh, the show or sort of influenced me in in doing a photography podcast. Because imagine that doing a photography podcast is not easy. We've talked about this before, but like we're a visual medium and we're talking about it, you know. And uh, actually, I came across some students who were like, I can't listen to a photography podcast. I got to see pictures. (laughs) Yeah. You should try it sometimes. Listen listen to a show about photography. Use your imaginations, you know.
1: Actually the beers and cameras we talk about photography and I think that was a good preparation for this. Oh yeah? Because yeah. putting your thoughts together about, you know, the thought process of shooting. And when I shoot I don't talk at all. I try not right, to talk. Right. So it's a kind of a nonverbal way to
0: Well, even work. when you look at pictures too, right? I mean when you're yeah. in a gallery you're not often you're often maybe by yourself and you're, you're yeah. thinking about a picture and you're not really articulating it. And yeah, I think this doing this is helping me. It's still helping me do that. I'm still learning how to, uh, uh, and you're helping me too. I mean, <laughs> it's one of the oh, reasons. Shucks. <laughs> well, no serious, serious. I mean, I, one of my strengths, well, is certainly not, you know, being able to put my thoughts into words about photos. And I found that, uh, I hang around with enough smart people like you who are able to do that I think it's it's beginning to rub off a little bit on me it's
1: just people (laughs) like me not necessarily smart (laughs) oh oh you oh you you kids
0: all right so I'm guessing we've hit about our time yeah I think so too yeah okay well can we maybe you know if we get some good feedback on this or something like that I would like to like to continue this because there's, sure. there's other things i think it's nice to remind ourselves of of again you know we're we're always tempted to to um we're, a lot of people complain I'm, I'm one of the complainers i'm often complaining and uh what did my wife say the other day she said something well, it was something that happened and she said but remember to be grateful about this like you can choose to look at it this way or this way but you know remember like yeah. remember to be grateful about these things and i like you know what that actually when when i'm thinking about things and i'm going down that path of like wanting to bitch if i can yeah. just turn it around a little bit and say you know what yes i can bitch about it but look at this look at it from mm-hmm. this point of view and we can be thankful for all these things and people in the past and the technology that we're working with and um, is an endless um, list of things to to be uh, grateful and thankful for. And yeah. I'm not trying to be all woo-woo here, you know, in that no. sense. You well, know, for
1: don't... me, um, I think of those issues usually when I'm in that state that you're talking about. It's when I'm trying to do something that in the end is contributing to the thing that I'm bitching about that is the great joy, you know. <laughs> you have to solve this problem in order for this thing to work for the show to work or right, right. you know, whatever. And it's a sort of yeah but the labor here is to get it fixed so we can do the things that we want to do right right and yeah. so that's the way i I had kind of thought because of my whole career has been troubleshooting right and you really have to have you have to have the mindset the troubleshooting mindset because you have to like it when things break right where most people like to have it with, when you it's know fixed, yeah. when it's fixed and it's working and the when it breaks, it's frustrating.
0: Yeah. And we tend to forget all that uh, history and energy that's gone into making the thing in the first place. You know, we're, yeah. we just, and I'm part of this. So I just expect something to work or I expect, you know, to have mm-hmm. this thing in front of me, whatever it is, and, and n- not remember all the, I would like to say, the sum it up is energy that went into creating it. Right. Well, and, just trying
1: yeah. to light a fire in the caveman days. Right. Yeah. Didn't yeah, always absolutely. work, you know, yeah. early technology, same thing. And, you know?
0: So I just offer it to the audience, you know, think of, look around you and th- look at the stuff that, that, uh, your, your, um, that helps make your photography work and how, uh, who supports you, uh, in whatever way possible to do your art and, and, uh, you know, throw them a little, throw them a little chump change once in a while. <laughs> It can be in any way, in any way you want to well, be. I was a know. little ham-handed, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what Tom used to say. He send us a little chump change. But I mean that you know figuratively as well. And, uh, you don't have to buy them a beer, you know. But um, even just keeping them in mind, keeping that process in mind. Look around at all the stuff that you have, and who made this thing? You know, I'm thankful for Steve Jobs for making an iPhone that's letting me do all this crazy stuff now that I didn't even realize i could do you know mm-hmm. so anyway all right i won't go down that list uh let's call it a night and uh yeah but why don't uh why don't we remind people where they can find your stuff and uh be grateful for that
1: <laughs> uh, okay uh sure i'm at ward Rosen fine art on instagram that's where i put most of my kind of current material i'm also on um Uh, my website uh, which is just basically there to sell the the rodeo book that Mark Ryerson and I did a few years ago it's rosin r-o-s-i-n dot c-a and I'm also on Facebook as uh, Ward Rosin Photography you can find me there, I'm the only one and I also have a small business that I sell um, 7 Artisans lenses and adapters and so on, it's called Ornis Photo or n-i-s dot photo and uh, you go around
0: our unofficial sponsor
1: <laughs> our unofficial sponsor yes yeah. <laughs> it's helping pay for something here i don't know something
0: yeah the microphone in there. The mi- yeah exactly actually <laughs> maybe i should good. i maybe i did pay for it out of the business account i don't know yeah i don't, yeah. I don't want to get yeah.
1: into any tax trouble all right but anyway that's where you can find me um i respond well, pretty well to dms if you want to talk to me that's fine
0: awesome and so. uh yeah my places are uh, twitter and instagram at am rosario uh, Facebook is Rosario photo and uh, those are pretty much the places I hang out and I uh, wanted to sort of bounce this off just as just we're, we're leaving. Um, I was wondering if it might be worth, uh, having a, a show Instagram feed or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, if I get feedback from everybody and say, yeah, start a feed up and maybe we can start it up and, uh, I don't know what it'll take to, to maintain it, but uh, I'm willing to give it a shot. So if anybody wants to, uh, uh. Let us know if they want to see uh, us posting stuff on IG. Uh, drop us a line in the credits, uh, in the comments below, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh Ward, thanks for, thanks for hanging out tonight. My pleasure, as usual, my friend. Yeah, and we uh, will uh, see everybody in September. At some see you in September. All right? All right. Uh, have a good
1: one. You too.
0: Alright, Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.